love, kindness, human connection. These are some of the things we talk about on The Danny Painter Show. It's a thing. This show is intended for a more mature audience. We might sometimes say bad words. This week on The Danny Painter Show, we speak to the laser lady, entrepreneur, and Wonder Woman, Svia Herman, about all things hair removal and business. If you want to check out the Instagram live that we talk about at the end of the show, head to my Instagram. The laser lady herself, self-made businesswoman, and very nice human being, Svia Herman. Welcome to the Hello. show. Hi, everybody. <laughs> okay, so the reason that I've got you on the show is because you are going to inspire us to do all the things. But first, tell me a little bit about who Sphere is. Born in Israel, but at the age of four, moved to South Africa. My mom's South African. My late dad was Israeli. And John, I grew up in South Africa, so I'm basically South African. This is home. Yeah. I'm married, very happily married. I've got two beautiful children, two beautiful furry kids as well. So I'm a mom. I run a few businesses, actually, not just one, <laughs> which I'll tell you all about. I think I'm a bit of a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. And Joe, it's a lot of fun. I think, you know, working as a woman in today's day and age is so exciting. You know, the doors are wide open. There's no ceiling. There's so much opportunity out there can't go anywhere to a center or a mall at the moment without seeing the laser boutique and if you see <laughs> one it is fear it this is her this is her baby i was lucky enough to be invited to a a, a breakfast morning we had a little bit of champagne and Svia told us about her life story. And since that day, i've been trying to get her on some kind of interview with me because your story is both so relatable and so inspiring because you created a whole business out of a personal need. Being Mediterranean, and I know that so many others have this issue, um, even like Italians, Greeks, I mean, from wherever you are, there's, there's, I mean, most people at some point of their life grow embarrassing, unwanted hair. And I particularly, even as a kid, um, and, I, and I'm sure you know, and a lot of the viewers will know, little girls who end up having like little moustaches. I know it's very cute to have a milk moustache, you know, when they're <laughs> drinking milk and all that <laughs> no. when you're a kid, but it ain't so cute when you're at school and all the boys are teasing you. Yeah. All those moms and grandmas who land up with it, you know, with the odd here, there and everywhere. I like to call them whiskers. Yeah, I've got those. My Jewish grandmother always said, "It's come. They're coming. They're coming. You laugh at mine. They're coming. They're coming. And they've come. They're here." And I and I remember, I remember my mother and my grandmother sitting going, eh, eh, trying to <laughs> pull them out. <laughs> I'm Jewish and my, I didn't inherit the good hair, obviously, but my mom and my brother have the most beautiful hair. And I've always said to them, I'm so jealous, guys. I wish I'd gotten your side of the family's hair. And my mom has always said to me, Danny, be so grateful you didn't because hair doesn't choose where it is. It is everywhere, like everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, I have lasered 
everywhere <laughs> besides for my head and my brows. <laughs> Actually, I have lasered. I've lasered there in between. But um but yeah, I mean, I've lasered my whole face because I actually, I, I went a little, a little obsessive because I, I was teased constantly. I became obsessed with hair. So literally every morning I would wake up like an hour early and I would sit and I'd cluck and I'd wax and I'd no. thread and I'd not, I mean, I did it, I did it all. Actually, a bit of fluff on the face is normal. I mean, nobody is completely fast free. Yeah. I mean, I've lasered my entire face. I've lasered underneath. <laughs> I, mean, I went a bit nuts. I must tell you that I did leave a few areas so that I could test lasers. You know, so <laughs> at the moment, <laughs> so my arms, I left my arms so that I can constantly test different technologies. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so those aren't completely hair free. Okay, so you grow up, you're teased, you realize that there's got to be something that you can do. Obviously, when we were growing up, laser was not readily available. And when it was, it was really expensive. And very sore. Oh, really? Very sore. Really? Like like excruciating, like unbearably sore. So you did it back then? Oh, yes. Oh, oh I did. Every- so my mother, um, so my parents got divorced when I was, what, about 11? And so my mom was a single mom who brought up three girls all on her own from being one of those housewives who didn't work a day in her life. She landed up putting herself through beauty school because she had three girls. She thought, what else? You know, it made sense. So she put herself through beauty school and she became a beautician. And I remember my mother strapping me, strapping me to her plinth and waxing every inch of my body. <laughs> And then, and then eventually when I matriculated and I saved up money and even before I matriculated, actually, I mean, I was working like weekends as a waitress and I'd save money so that I could go for laser. Wow. And I remember going for laser and oh my God, it was torture. It wasn't what it is today. It worked, but it was torture. I want to say as long as it worked, but that's really not the right thing to say. <laughs> no, because I remember I used to take painkillers before. Not only did I take painkillers before, but then I used to take ice packs. And I used to literally put the ice packs everywhere. And just before she'd laser, I'd have, a, I'd have an ice pack on that, on that area. And I remember having an ice pack on my inner thigh one time. And as I took the ice pack off, I looked at my thigh and I swear to you, it looked like a piece of frozen chicken breast, like schnitzel. And I thought to myself, I literally froze my own thigh. To laser. And for laser. Yeah. It looked like, you know when you touch a, a frozen chicken breast? Yeah. Like I touched it and that's what it felt like. And it looked like that. It was hard. And I thought to myself, okay, that's it. That is the last time I'm doing this to myself. And I never went back for laser again. Okay. Not for that painful. (laughs) (laughs) So from there, how, how do you become the laser lady? How do you become the woman behind this empire? Shortly after I matriculated, I actually landed up moving to the UK. I just wanted to spread my wings and fly. And, um, I lived in the UK for about 10 years. During my time in the UK, I took up every single job imaginable. I mean, if you give me a job title, I've tried it. I mean, from human resources to I was a barmaid, I was a receptionist, I was a legal secretary. I was studying law through correspondence at UNISA in the UK during the time I was working. 
I operated switchboards. I worked as a web designer. I worked as a graphic designer. I worked as a fundraiser. I, I, literally, I can tell you I've done everything. Because in the UK, and, and I know anybody who's been to the UK and went on like one of those two-year working visas, you couldn't just get any job. You, you, only, you had to get a contract or like a short job. You couldn't get a permanent job. So literally every two months or every month, I would move around from job to job to job, which was actually, in hindsight, a, a blessing in disguise because it taught me so much about every industry. I worked in those major banks and your Merrill Lynch's and then in your little tiny legal firms, you know, in the middle of nowhere as a little legal secretary. And I worked, you know, so... I really did get a lot of exposure and I think that really helped shape my future and my understanding of business. For sure. Yeah, and then um, during this time, I mean, my hair issues were still very much there. And I remember, like, wherever I went, I had my little tiny um, portable wax pot that I'd take everywhere with me with my little spatula and literally you would just pop it onto the stove and on a weekly basis, I would pop it in and I would wax just about everywhere from head to toe. And if you think about it, how safe and how, well, not safe, but how, how healthy is waxing? I mean, you're putting on either very well cold wax, which is called strip wax, which literally is stripping your skin off together I've, with your hair. I've done that <laughs> myself once and I will never do that again, ever. And, and I'll never forget, I once went, I thought to myself, you know, let me treat myself. Let me go for an upper lip wax in the UK. Went for an upper lip wax and this, this lady, it was a Turkish lady, who put this wax on my upper lip and she, it was cold wax and it was called strip wax. And she took it off. And as she took it off, she took like a chunk of my skin off. And I had a scab for weeks. So yeah, that was the last time I let anybody touch me. And if anybody out there ever is told to have strip wax on their face, refuse because strip wax is not okay for the face. If you are adamant that you want to wax, rather go for hot wax. Hot wax. Much better. Okay. So you're in the UK. You're traveling around with your portable wax. You're obviously still struggling with all of these like body issues with your hair. And like, I mean, now, isn't it weird how we've done a full circle where when we were that age, it was horrible. Like if someone had seen your underarm hair, you would have been absolutely mortified and everyone would have taken you apart. But now everyone on Instagram is just going, look at it. And I'm dying at all different colors. Oh my God. It's awful. It's all, I don't like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's this, I don't know. Maybe it's this new generation. I don't know. But for me, for me I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> and I said that in my Instagram post today. I said, on me, it's not for me. I will celebrate your body hair with you, but I do not want to celebrate mine. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Agreed. Journey with mine. And we're yeah. not. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to celebrate your dyed pink armpit hair, yes. but I ain't doing it myself. No. <laughs> there's, never, there's never a chance there's hair to dye on me. Um, no. Okay. So, Sophia, you're, you're traveling around. You've got your wax. You're still obviously looking and trying and trying to figure out like what you're doing with your life firstly, because you can't spend your life working odd jobs, but then also how you're going to fix your problem. So how do you end up with a laser? Not only was I 
still struggling with the hair. I was broke as a joke. I had not a pound, not two pounds to wrap together. I mean, I was working so hard there. And as we all know, like life is expensive. You know, I had to pay my own rent. I had to pay for my for my travel. And before you know it, you've got nothing. But, mm. you know, the time that I spent in the UK, I, I wasn't one of those South Africans that worked so hard, saved up loads of pounds and came home rich. Actually, the exact opposite. I was, I was the one that came home broke. <laughs> I spent all my time in the UK traveling. I worked and I saved up my money and every time I could get away, I got away. I wanted to see Europe. I wanted to go to the States. I went to the Far East. I wanted to see the world. I wanted, I was young. I was rebellious. I was just on my own mission. But at the same time, what I did when I traveled is I would book an appointment at the best laser clinic in that country. (laughs) (laughs) Committed, hey, committed. Committed to the cause. Okay. (laughs) I have had laser hair removal, IPL treatments. I've had electrolysis treatments. I've had every single hair removal treatment in every country. And <laughs> and, I, and I Googled it. And this is how I've become the laser lady because it's by experience. I, I later on in life went to go and study it. And, and I'm a fully qualified laser trainer. But by experience, just by traveling all over the world and literally trying different manufacturers from all over the world and seeing what works and what doesn't work and how it works and why it works, etc. That's how I became an expert. And I think that in today's day and age, I think most people become experts by experience. Yeah. Yes, you can go and study, but at the end of the day, that certification or that diploma only gets you so far. Yeah. You know, you need to, you need to actually, it's experience. You're having this laser you're broke. Where does it all start? Where does the laser boutique start? So you come back to so, South Africa and then? Broke as a joke, went to go and live with my mother at the age of 29. Oh, mom. <laughs> and I remember my mother saying to me, she tried telling me that I'm not allowed to drive at night. Oh. And I was like, hang on a second, no, that's not going to happen. I've just had freedom for the last 10 years. Yeah. Not a chance. Because <laughs> she was scared, you know, her child's back. South Africa's dangerous, you know, hijacking and whatever have you. But anyway, she got used to that. And I started, well, actually, whilst I was still in the UK, uh, I I went on a, not a date, I'd I'd broken up with a boyfriend at the time. I was dating a a British guy and um, I was on the rebound and then I met my husband. They say you'd never meet your husband at a, at a club, but I met my husband at a club. Oh, I love, I love this. I met him at Sway Bar in the middle of London town. Wow. And, um, yeah, it was almost love at first sight. Oh. I was quite a late bloomer. So all my friends were married at like 21, 22, 23, and I was still single at 29, heading to 30. <laughs> and, um, yeah, met him. He was actually flying back from where was it Cancun okay he just had a breakup and he was on like the rebound went on a summer holiday to Cancun for spring break on the way back uh flew via London for one night and met and I met met (laughs) wait so he's South African he's South African no yes 
So met him one night. Then the next day he flew back and we kept in touch actually via Facebook. And at the time it was MSN. So we had a bit of a long distance and then eventually I came home. And Neil, now my husband, is uh, not from obviously the beauty industry at all. He's actually from a very manly industry, all testosterone, I guess. And when we were dating, I, I, I was sitting on the couch in my mother's house watching the doctors. And I'm sitting there, my mother, it was like my mother's favorite show at the time, sitting on her couch, I was sitting on my Blackberry, emailing and whatever have you. And all of a sudden I hear pain-free permanent laser hair removal. And my ears just go, what? No such thing. I've, I've done it all. There cannot be anything like this. So they start talking, talking and explaining the, um, the technology and how it works. And as I'm listening, I get onto my Blackberry and I research them. And lo and behold, the company that makes this machine is Israeli. Strange, eh? <laughs> lo and behold, I had a ticket booked to Israel two weeks from that date because my best friend was getting married in Israel. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so it was almost like it was meant to be. So uh, right then and there, I emailed the company. I said, I'm going to be there. I'm coming in. I want to see this device. I want to I want to see how it works. I want you to try I want to try it out. And I did that. Went there, went to go and try it out, saw the factory, met the owner, the founder of the of the uh, of the company. So originally when we started the laser boutique, we started with a device called the Soprano by a company called Alma Lasers. Alma Lasers was founded and started up by a, a, an incredible brain. His name is Dev Carney. And um, for many, many years, he owned and ran the company. Um, and, and that's who we started out getting our lasers from. They lasered my one underarm. I said to them, just laser one underarm. I want to see if it's really going to work so that I can compare with the other one. Mm. They lasered my one underarm. It wasn't painful at all. I was not impressed. I was like, if it ain't going to hurt, it's not going to work. Anyway, I walked out of there, forgot about it, went to the wedding, came back home. This was about two, two weeks later. And then I looked at my underarm and there was like literally no hair growing. And I was like, hang on. And I hadn't shaved or waxed or anything on purpose. So I shaved just before I had the treatment. They treated me because you're supposed to just shave and you're not allowed to wax in between. Yeah. You can shave in between, but I left it just so that I could see. And as I looked and I looked and it's not growing, nothing's growing. So then the, so I, I left and I carried on and the other armpit was, it was growing. So I left it and I carried on looking and then eventually the hair started growing. But then I, I did this, sorry, I've actually hurt myself there. I did this to see what's going to happen to this hair. And as I did this, the hair literally just fell out without me tweezing, without any pain. Literally, I could just pick it out and it just came out. And I was like, Okay, weird. Then it took a hell of a long time for that hair to grow back and less grew back. And I was like, okay, this actually works. This is incredible. I want one of these machines. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, how much? It's like about a million rand for one machine. And I'm living at my mother's house in a spare bedroom. I've got a job, but I don't have a million rand lying around. What am I going to do? So at the time... The banks were still loaning money. They were still giving 100% mortgages. Okay. They were, I mean, they, this was before the credit crunch. We talked to them about like things were good. So I thought to myself, let me put together a little business plan 
and I will apply for a loan at the bank. Put together the business plan, gave it to my boyfriend at the time. He knows figures. Let me give it to him. Let me see what he says. He can give me some pointers. Gave it to him. He had a look at it. And um, and his feedback was, I really like this. I like this. And I've actually got some money saved up. I want to give you the money. and But I want to be a 50% partner. Wow. Now, this is my boyfriend at the time. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, what do I do? <laughs> I want the money. Like, I want the money, but if this goes south, this is not going to be nice. Like, I'm going to have to face him all the time. And and I must tell you, I was head over heels in love with him. I was obsessed. And it, and he was playing the game. So he didn't, like, uh, he didn't give me any idea that he was just as besotted as I was. So for me to say yes to that money, it took a lot. Yeah. But eventually I was like, stuff it. I just want to do this. I guess I just took the risk and I said, okay, let's do this. He gave me the money. I bought the device. Wow. And I started treating from a room in my mother's house. You started so, the laser boutique from a room in your mother's house with <laughs> a machine that you borrowed money from your boyfriend to get. <laughs> I love this story. I love this story. <laughs> yeah. Started in my mom's house. There was a, there's one there was one room in my mom's house. She doesn't live in that house anymore, but it had its own entrance, so it was perfect. And at the time, I didn't want to quit my job, but I also didn't have enough money to sort of just treat full time because I didn't know where it was going. Like in my gut, I knew that this business was going to work because who the heck doesn't want pain-free permanent laser hair removal? Yeah. It was risky. So at, at the time, my sister's a beautician and my mother's a beautician. So my mother had her little nail studio at the time and my sister was actually in between jobs. So I said to her, don't you want to come and help me? You know, so my sister was my first therapist and she treated and I was still working at the time. And so my job actually paid for her salary at the beginning. Okay. Because we weren't making enough money to pay a salary. Yeah. So, I mean, look, the salary wasn't all that, but, I mean, it was a new business and she she started off earning very little, but eventually it grew. One of our clients said to me, why don't you move into a shopping center? One of my clients who's actually, who was the shopping center manager of a okay. Morningside shopping center. She said to me, why don't you come and move in? So I said, okay. But I was like, it's, I mean, I financially, I had no financial education whatsoever. Wow. Besides for the fact that I was living in the UK and I paid my own rent, bought my own car and paid for my own car there. Like I was living hand to mouth at the time. This And there were many, many months where I was going on to my credit card and using my credit card and then having to pay for that. And, you know, so financial intelligence was, was there was none at the time. So for me to go and sign a lease agreement or whatever have you, thank God I had obviously Neil with me at the time. He was my 50% partner. So he was quite good. He's very good with finances. So he looked at the lease agreement and he helped me with that. And we signed the lease. The shop was actually down a corridor. So it was really very hidden. There's no shop, like very little shop front. So the rental was very, very low. We He agreed to, to, to go that route. And then the first laser boutique in Morningside Shopping Centre opened in 2009. How many do you have now, Tia? There are 10. Okay. But 
we actually are in the process of rolling out many, many more Laser Boutique Expresses. Because at the moment, Laser Boutique, we do a lot. We don't just do laser hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do skin tightening, body contouring, facials, uh, um, I mean, the works, non-surgical facelifts, Botox filler, the works. We do it all. So what we're going to be doing is we're opening up Laser Boutique Expresses where we just focusing on hair removal. I, w- I want to talk to you forever, but you and I actually have to go and do an Instagram live now. So <laughs> Svea and I are doing an Instagram live um, and we'll do more of these. We'll do more of them. So please do follow her at the Laser Boutique. So so it's the Laser Lady and I, I think it's Svea Herman. I'll put it in the comments. Oh, yeah, I'll put it in the comments. I'll put it in the comments. <laughs> please go follow her. And um, Svea, like I'm, I'm actually quite sad that we have to go. Um, because let's I, continue this conversation. I want to continue it because there's so much more. There's so much more, but we're we're gonna get you back on the show for sure as well. What is one thing that you would tell another woman in particular who's also kind of looking, especially now in the global pandemic, who's looking at maybe an idea that they have, and there's that first step that you have to take, and you have to have that belief. What do you? What is your message to her? She's she's listening now. Get financially educated. Because as soon as you financially educated, numbers talk at the end of the day. And if you've got a good forecast and if you've got your numbers right, you're not going to be scared because you know what's going to happen. You have a forecast. you financially clever. And not only that, you're going to take a lot of people think that there's so much risk in, in opening up a business. But if you're financially clever and you've got financial education behind you, you can, I guess, hedge those risks. You can do a lot of things <laughs> that make something that's that risky, that risky. Financial education. And, and I mean, I'd love to speak to you more about that, even on the show, because I think so many women need to become more financially educated. There's, and I, I mean, even today, I had a, had a meeting, I had a Zoom meeting with, uh, with a tax lawyer. Uh, and I, I, like, I learned things today that just completely blew my mind and which everybody should know because it can help you save on tax. It can help you, you know, just be clever and do things wiser, you know? We all need work that. wise, it's- not work so hard. Yeah, especially women. And I think that this, you and I need to do this again. So we're going to say goodbye now, but it's not goodbye. It's until next time. Until next time. Remember, you can catch the full video on xotv.me. And you can meet us in kind of real life. Thanks to DJ Chuck for the music. You can catch him at www.chucksprosound.co.za. New episodes on Jackpot and XOTV every Monday. Love you.